When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to The Late Tackle. Uh, during the international break, prior to game week five, I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. How are you doing, Andy? Not too bad, thank you, my friend. It's, uh, it's been hot, but it's, uh, it's good. It's, uh, it's good to be back, obviously, talking a little bit about FPL, but it's been nice to have a little bit of a break as well. It's absolutely roasting in my shed, I tell you. It's all right in the morning. Start, in my shed. Start, it starts off all right. As the day goes on, it just gets absolutely rough. I've got the door open. I had to turn the fan off because it's too noisy. Have you got a fan going there? Have you no. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on a I'm in a three story house, and our, our bottom floor is yeah. below road level, so it stays cool all the time. Oh, nice. It's lovely. Okay, very yeah. nice indeed. Not yeah. so good in the winter. But... How's the, how's the break for you? What do you do on an international break? Do you kind of do you switch off completely from FBL, or do you still <sighs> from, for a little bit from from FBL? Yes, but what normally happens is this international break coincides with nfl starting again oh. so or so this is just this is now all about nfl fantasy for me so that's what i've been doing um but yeah no it's good it, it's nice though because school starts nfl starts and i just don't really think about nfl for a while i say don't think about it obviously we're always thinking about it but mm. i don't have to make decisions and stuff which is lovely so mm. um yeah, I just enjoy it now. To be fair, what about you? You weren't. You weren't. I mean, I, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to detach myself from it. There was a little bit earlier in the week where I was wavering on the Son thing. Um, yeah. I guess we've got to talk about. I mean, let's just get into it now. I mean, obviously, <laughs> straight the, away. Son hat trick. Um, he's the poster boy of late tack, and I'm sure we're going to get some questions in the chat. And um, hello to people in the chat, by the way. There's loads in there as always. Mark Dorney, Helen Franks, Nigel the Crab, of course, Dave M. Um, who we got? Code Doys, Graham Shaw, Suja Boy, BB Defender, uh, loads of people in the chat. We're going to look at some questions later on, but we're going to use the chat to kind of prompt what we talk about. And we're going to talk about some because, yeah, you asked me what I was thinking about earlier in the week. And I've got to think, <laughs> off the back of the game week, you got a hat trick, so you've got to think about it, haven't you? Yeah, true. So yeah, yeah. I was like looking at Rashford and looking at a Stupanan and going, should I take a hit and do uh, Poro? And Rashford, uh, Rashford and Stupanan to Poro and Son. I looked at it for a little while and then I let the price rises happen. And I was like, no, nah. they both went up 0 1 and I just left it. And I think I'm going to leave it now. A little bit tempted still. Did, did, did the Son hat trick have no impact at all on you? Did you, did you? You're not even thinking about it? I mean, so before I go into what I think about it, the one question I'm going to ask you, and I'm yeah. sure a lot of people are thinking this as well, yeah. is what's the difference between Sterling last week and Son this week? So, so many people jumped on Sterling early last mm. week. Mm. And I mean, you, you did, I know Flapjack did it, he's in the chat. You know, lots of people did it before the game week even finished. And now Son's done pretty much the same thing. Mm. No, he's done better. What's the difference? Yeah, well, yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what's well, the difference two million, two million for a start. Um, yeah. I had a Charleston. So I think I was looking for, in a way, I wonder whether it was Sterling's performance and the temptation of Sterling being somewhat a different level this season, which we don't know yet, but he was hinting at it. How much of it was that and how much of it was, I've got to get rid of Richarlison. Well, yeah, true. Basically, that was a good decision because Richarlison didn't turn up. So yeah. um, I think if you just look at it as in getting rid of Richarlison ahead of game week four, that was that would be a good decision no matter who you got, as long as you got someone who was playing. Mm-hmm. Now, was it a good decision to go to Sterling? Time will tell. Um, he was playing an incredible team in 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 who was it? I can't remember. But he was obviously up against a really tough team. <laughs> but um, yeah, um yeah, I I think the difference there for me is it was just a, a transfer of convenience in a way, because Rashardson mm-hmm. had to go and it was the same price and I moved early. 
Um, I think if you asked anyone now, would they have done Richarlison to Sterling? I think they would have said yes. And I think if you asked them now, would you do it? They'd say yes. Yeah. They might go, oh, I would get a different player to Richarlison, uh, to Sterling. They might say, I'd get Mbumo. Why wouldn't you get Mbumo? But there we go. Um, Son, I think, is a different kettle of fish because I think in most teams it requires more sacrifice. Like for yeah. me, getting rid of Richarlison wasn't really a sacrifice. Getting rid of Rashford, getting rid of Bruno, getting rid of Salah, mm, they all hurt, mm. right? So I think that's the difference. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and also, I suppose the other difference is it's pretty much been confirmed now. I mean, we we thought it anyway that he's on the penalties, which which helps massively. Sterling obviously isn't, we don't think, with Bruce James mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, well, no, he isn't, is he? Because Enzo's been on them. Um, and also that playing up front, you know, that mm-hmm. playing up front with Richarlison was out. I still don't think we definitely know that Son's now going to be their main striker for the next, you know, couple oh. of weeks, whatever it is, because of course, you know, Richarlison could be back and, and then... He's, he's thrust up front again, but it's very, very interesting. And it's obviously, it just, it, it's typical kind of early season, isn't it? We have a week where someone does really, really well and then everybody jumps on really quickly, but they've got a nice fixture now, haven't they, in Sheffield United at home? Well, I want to show you something actually, because I, I made a new friend in the community. Every now and then I reach out to people and make a friend. And uh, there's, a guy, there's a guy called FBL Radar who uh, yeah. put some stuff on, on the internet and I was like straight on him. I was like, oh, this stuff looks good. We'll, we'll get some of this. And, you know what I'm like. I like to pilfer other people's work for the for, for black box. So, you know, I don't want to do the work. Mm. So um, he's he's done a few um, charts this week at FBO underscore radar. If you want to follow him, I recommend you do because he's doing some good stuff. This is one of the stuff he put out this week. And as you see here, this this is basically the two teams plotted against each other: attack versus defence, and the yeah. differences between the attacking xG and the defending xG. So it's 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 xG versus xG conceded. And the biggest difference is the Tottenham attack versus the Sheffield United defence. Next, it's Chelsea Bournemouth. So if you're going in without a Spurs attacker, and according to this, if you're going in without a Chelsea attacker, this is food for thought because when it comes to comparing attacks versus defence, those are the biggest the biggest gaps, right? So it's worrying, isn't it? I don't have a Spurs attacker at all. You don't have a Spurs attacker at all, do you? No, no, I don't. And, uh, see. I, it's really tough because obviously the next two fixtures after this week aren't great. And the two fixtures after that are lovely. But if you're looking at it over a three-week period, it's really tough, I think, to jump on somebody like a Son or a Madison. Yeah, Madison is somebody that I've, I've said I've wanted in, and I feel like is somebody that it, once you get him in, he's going to be in your team mm. You know, for, for most of the season, to be honest, while he's fit. But you look at that game week six and game week seven, they got Arsenal away and then Liverpool at home. Yeah. It's how much you're really expecting from those fixtures. But, but obviously high, they do have Sheffield United. High line, high line, Arsenal, Liverpool and Son yeah. like high line. That, that's the narrative, isn't it, that's going around. But Yeah. And, it, and it's tough, obviously, if you, like you just said, if you're looking to get Son in for someone like a Bruno or a Rashford, they've got two nice fixtures in game week six and seven. So it's it's what do you expect from a Madison or a Son in those two fixtures compared to a Rashford or a Bruno. In, in, Mark Dorney you know. thinks Spurs will get t- four goals over those two games. So, I mean, this, this is it. Under Ange, Spurs are a fucking outfit, aren't they? That's, that's so Man United are Brighton at home. Brighton yeah. have one of the worst XGCs in the league, bottom six. Um, then they've got Burnley, who have conceded goals this season. Um, so... I don't think it's as easy a move as people are maybe saying. I definitely wouldn't be moving out one of those Man United players for a hit. That's what my question was going to be. So it Mm. would be a hit for me, for Rashford and a stupid hand out. I'd need to get a stupid hand out for the money because I've got Salah, so I need need to find money. Um, You're right, United versus Brighton, their attack. I mean, it it, it predicts a game of goals, this, because the Brighton attack against Mm. United defence is a gap and and the United uh, United against a Brighton defence is not is a gap. So, yeah, you're right. I think that isn't a bad fixture for United. And and yeah. the only question I've got for you when it comes to Man United, yeah. all this stuff going on with Sancho, with Anthony, right? It's not good, is it? Then there's already no. some some nagging concerns about Ten Hagen. And I'm not I'm not going to say as he lost the dressing room, but there's obviously problems, right? Yeah. The other thing is Anthony. We're not going to get into the off-pitch accusations, but you've got to think he's not going to play, right? They're not going to put him on the pitch, are they? Oh, there's so much going on at the moment. And it, it this is exactly what we didn't want to start the season, basically. And obviously, um, against Arsenal, we finished with Maguire and Johnny Evans in central defence. So it, it, as well as everything else going on, we've also got a slew of injuries, which is just not helping. Mm. 
I, there will be goals in that game. You can see it like that. It just, it's looking like this. It's going to be like one of those three, two, three alls, you know, one of those kind of fixtures. And it, and it is a big worry, but still it's not like we're looking at a player like Anthony, our team, but Rashford and Bruno, it, I'd be hard pressed to say that they're not going to do something in those kind of fixtures anyway. But, you know, Son is kind of, kind of sat there. I don't Rashford, know. I, Rashford, right? This is the key. If Anthony <laughs> doesn't play, Ganacho will play left. So Rashford yeah, and, will have to move right, won't he? And we've just seen what Rashford can do on the left again and how much he's suited to that. And yeah. this upheaval, if Anthony doesn't play, surely that means Rashford's got to move, doesn't it? The, the thing that's annoying is that obviously it would have been Sancho playing on the right, wouldn't yeah, it? I know, but he's done that as well, hasn't he? Exactly. So, and I, I mean, it's going to be tough for Sancho to come back from what he said. And, you know, it, Ten Hag isn't the kind of go that guy that would take that lightly, I wouldn't have thought. He would be quite annoyed that he came out publicly and said that. So, yeah, it's Rashford on the right is obviously a lot different to Rashford on the left. Rashford on the left is is exactly where we want him to be. Yeah. Hoyland playing could help a bit, though. He looked very, very good when he came on against Arsenal. Um, so that, that would help. But, yeah. My biggest thing that I've got at the moment with the United boys, and I've got double at the moment, is I don't trust us as a team enough to justify having two midfield spots taken up with them. No, 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 I agree. And I own no Spurs midfielder, and I want a Spurs attacking asset, so I have to get rid of one of them. But which one I want to get rid of, I still don't know. Are you going to do it this week ahead of the Tottenham Sheffield United? Well, I could, but if I... (laughs) Thing is, if I did, like... I'm looking at wildcard in game week eight. If I wildcard in game week eight, yeah, yeah. If I wildcard in game week eight, one of them will be in. You know, it'd be Madison or Son, easy. Mm. And I'm just thinking, do I just forego this week because I'm not going to love having them in the next two weeks anyway? Uh, in game week six and seven, and then just get them on wildcard. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's the United fixtures when you look at them. Yeah, Brighton, Burnley. That's a very good combo in terms of defensive strength. Um, Palace is a good defence. Brentford's not bad. Well, let's have a look at, let's have a look at team defence so far this season. Um, and you see why we rate the Brighton fixture as strong. They're, they're rated 13th for XG conceded non-penalty per 90 so far. 1.82, and yet they've had some of the easiest fixtures, as you see there. 2.44 is the difficulty of their first four games, according to the ticker that I've built. Mm-hmm. Take that what you will. But, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty average you know, ticker in terms of ratings. And so Brighton had a good start fixture-wise, but not a good start in terms of the chances they've been conceded. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it, to um, bet against United when they've got Burnley as well. You look at Burnley, 2.35 XGI conceded non-penalty. Again, a very obliging defence. So those are the next next two for United. Then it is, then it is Palace and Brentford. But you're talking about maybe wildcard in one of the United players out after game week yeah. Eight, yeah yeah I would have thought so I, again though I, I still don't know in my head which one I would go for Bruno's obviously cheaper and he's on penalties I think it would make a massive difference if Rashford was playing on the right I think yeah. for me that would make me think you know if Garnacho gets the left wing and that would be our only two wingers for a while mm. I think it's going to be tough to to go for Rashford over Bruno and obviously Bruno on penalties you can literally make a midfield of just penalty takers at the moment so I do think we're going to struggle moving forward. I feel like the fixtures are there, but there's an awful lot going on with United at the moment. But we're going to still score goals. And who's going to be involved in those goals? Bruno and Rashford are going to be involved in the majority, you would say. So it's obviously going to be interesting to see what Hoyland does when he comes in. But yeah, I think by wildcard, one of them's got to go. But I, I moving one of them to Son just for that fixture against Spurs? I don't know. How do you feel they're going to do against Arsenal and Liverpool? Because they are high lines. Oh, I think they will score goals. I think they'll score Liverpool goals. Liverpool are leaky. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think under Ange, attack is a priority. Mm. Um, I think Son will flow. I mean, for me, if I could do the move for free, I would be doing it. Because it's yeah. a hit, I'm hesitant. But what I plan to do is probably roll the transfer, see what Rashford does against Brighton, and then even though they've got Burnley, if, if Son looks good against Sheffield United, I'd, I'd think about doing it for, you know, for yeah. two free transfers, making the a doggy move for Stupinan. And then, mm. because Brighton's fixtures are not, are not great. Um, and we're relying, I mean, you look at it, they've got Bournemouth at home in game week six, and maybe I'll push it out for another week. But then they've got Villa, Liverpool, Man City. 
and we've seen their defence, their defensive data is not good. The thing with Stupin, and I'm going to bring up another another chart by my new friend, um, FBL Radar. Um, this is crazy. This is actions in the box. This is touches, passes into the box and carries into the box. Data from fbref.com. Raheem Sterling at the top, but mainly because of touches, as you can see. Um, if you're on, the, on, on listening to the podcast, basically Raheem Sterling's had the most touches in the box, but he's also had a lot of passes and carries into the box as well. And then you've got Karim Matoma, Akayu Saka, Martinelli, Kudazeski, all players you might expect to find here. And then you get to Stupinan, the only defender in this, I think it's top 15. That's crazy, isn't it? That Stupinan is, is, is having as many actions in the box as some of these attackers. He's had more actions in the box than Salah and Rashford and Mbumo and Jackson. He's had, so this is, that's how often he's finding himself or he's affecting act, activity in the penalty area. That's crazy. Yeah. I laughed at first because I thought you were bringing this up about Son and then I kept reading down and saw a stupid in his name. Yeah. I, yeah, that is ridiculous. But we, we've seen this. Like he, he does get ridiculously far forward and he's, you know, we've seen how much he's getting in the box. But they are conceding an awful yeah. lot of, of chances and goals. And yeah. this is almost like what we were doing with, with Trent when they were conceding a lot, you know, Liverpool were conceding a lot last year is saying he was such an elite asset before because they were keeping, you know, 20 to 25 clean sheets a season as well. Brighton aren't keeping clean sheets at the moment and they're conceding an awful lot of goals. And it's that upside to Purvis of Stupinan is that four of the next five fixtures are, are hideous, basically. They, they really are as bad as they can get. You know, they've, wow. where is it on here? They've got, yeah. United, um, yeah, they're bottom of the fixture ticker there. Yeah. Mm. It's only the ball so, home game where you would keep him. Yeah. Um, so I, I, this is why I was in a quandary because even next week, if Son looks good, I'd hesitate to take out Rashford against Burnley away and a stupid against Bournemouth at home. So then I'm putting it yeah. off again and it's whether Son will do damage at Arsenal. I think getting Son ahead of that run though, you, we're looking at game week eight, aren't we? Luton, Fulham, Palace. And it, and it goes on beyond that to be a good run. So I think there's no question if we're going to be wildcard in around seven or eight and it's probably going to be between the break, which is eight and nine, Son will be a factor if he comes through these next two or three games playing up front with penalties and Spurs still scoring goals. But can you hold on that long? You're planning to, obviously. I think I am, yeah. I think I will. I mean, I suppose the other deciding factor would be if you would bring him in and captain him. This week. Mm. <laughs> because if you are doing that and you think that he would be the best captaincy option, then for me, I kind of get it because that would obviously that, that would obviously bring you up more points than you would if you weren't to captain him, obviously. And, mm. and who is it City have? They've got West Ham away, haven't they? Yeah, so it's, it's up there Which, at the moment. There's a captain mm. conversation here at the moment. Haaland goes to West Ham, 0.83 XGN on penalty per 90 at the moment. Son 0.60. Mm. Um, Madison's in there twice, I must say that. Correct that. <laughs> so good he's there twice, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's no doubt that you know, if you've got Madison or Son, it is tempting, isn't it, to go against Haaland here because West Ham have obviously had that great start to the season. He did get his first mm. Premier League goal at, at the Olympic Stadium, of course. Yeah. Um, and you back him to maybe get one. Can he go mad against West Ham? I think, I think you know, confidence is with that team. They've got defenders who could be equipped physically to deal with him, but it's, it's City, isn't it? It's Yeah. And, and you think West Ham's way of playing at the moment is to have 20% possession and counter-attack. Can you do that against City? Can you, do, you know, concede that amount of possession to City and, and come away? I, I don't know. I think that's going to be tough for them, isn't it? I mean, I think they win the game. If you look where Haaland is so far this season, it's quite surprising. I mean, this is the um, forward so far rated by XGI non-penalty and he's not top. We'd expect him to be out there on top. Nunes, mm. Darwin's always his great rival. For <laughs> he's only played obviously 108 minutes, so it's a very small sample for him. Yeah. Haaland... Yeah, decent numbers. You can't knock it. He's in the top 10 for all the key indicators. But am I right in thinking we are feeling a little bit like we can go against him? Because, you know, last year for a spell, Rashford was the kind of became a player who we were brave enough to go against Haaland with. Mm. This season, I'm saying maybe confidence in Madison and Son. Not Salah yet, but that will come. But certainly the Spurs boys are, with a good fixture, we're feeling a bit more buoyant about it, aren't we? It's just whether it's too soon. 
I don't know. I, d- I don't think I put Madison in that conversation. Do you not? I don't, I don't think I captain Madison. Right. I, I think, I mean, if I had the choice between the two and you said you had to bring one of them in this week and captain, it's, Son would win that yeah. all day long for me. And I, I think that's the one thing that's making me think about which one to go with is that if I do want to try and go away from Haaland, because at the moment, I don't really feel like I've got a lot of captaincy choices because those United boys are, are very tough to go with. But if I were to try and bring a Spurs player in and then think about captain another player, I think Son would have to be, especially if he is up top and he's on pens. I think he would be the arguably, you know, along with Salah, um, but I don't own him, um, a captaincy option for sure. Um, J77 Lag says Salah against Wolves would be a captain thing. I would tend to agree if it wasn't against the background of all the Saudi speculation. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely holding Salah, and and I hope what we see against Wolves is Salah in his regular. I mean, he's returned in the last ten games, so you kind of expect something. Yeah. If the Saudi thing wasn't there, and if there wasn't any like, because everyone's going to be watching him, aren't they, to see whether body language, whether he's positive, whether he feels frustrated by the fact he wasn't allowed to move. No one can know, and even when we see him against Wolves, we're not going to know. We might get some clues. Where would you say his, his head's likely to be at? Do you buy into a theory that he wanted to go and he's going to be a bit frustrated? Or do you buy into a theory that, no, he's fine and staying and he'll look at it again next year? What's you, what do you think? I think he'd be fine, personally. Yeah, I do, I, I'd be very surprised. He's never, he's always come across as quite professional and he's always come across mm. as quite respectful as well. I think he would have moved. I think if they would have accepted it, he would have, he would have moved quite happily. Mm. I mean, the money's ridiculous. He'd been closer to home. And I think he would have left you know, with a great legacy behind him. Um, so, but I think it'd be fine. And I think if you own Salah, I don't think really you should be worried. He's still going to be their, their top goal scorer this year, you would have thought, and he's still going to be their main threat. Mm. So I, I think right, he's okay. fine. So would you, what, would you go against Haaland with Salah? It's Wolves. Nah, I don't think I would. I don't think I would personally. I think the, the one thing that I think a few people have asked me is whether you would go Salah to Son. Right. So you'd rather captain Son at home to Sheffield United than Salah at Wolves? I think so, yeah. I think I would. Um, It is a tough one, but I I think I still would. And the fact that Spurs are at home as well, it just depends whether Son's up front. And are we we 100% sure Son's going to be up top again? Because if Richarlison's back... Is he not just going to slot straight in? Or do you think Solomon on the left is yeah. that? And- no, I guess that's it. I mean, like, Andrew's got options with, with Brennan, of course, as well. Um, so he he could he could swap it around there. I don't think Solomon's a fixture, is he, in the in the team? I think he did well enough mm-hmm. to assist mm-hmm. Burnley. I think he probably will stick with the same front three. But I think it's always going to be in the back of our mind that Song could end up back on the left. And the thing is, it's not... I mean, Rashford, when he plays down the middle, was not as effective. So you've kind of got the opposite with him. But I think the swing you get when Rashford moves from left to the centre is quite severe. But it's Mm -hmm. not as severe as I would say the difference between Son playing centre forward and Son playing the left wing. Maybe Mm. it's too early to say that. But when I've seen him out wide, he seems to just not have... I mean, I was interested. I was talking to... um, I was talking to James from Planet FBL and he was saying that he didn't think the move that Ange made to move Son up front was because Richarlison necessarily was misfiring. It was also because he felt Son wasn't doing what he should be doing out on the wing. Mm. He wasn't taking his man on. He wasn't giving them the attacking threat out wide and the width. And he wasn't. He he wasn't ineffective on the wing, Son. It was much about that. And that's interesting if that is true because that kind of underlines the fact that if we do go with Son and he does move back out wide... It's quite a drop. We can expect quite a drop. And whereas we're not going to see that if you go with Madison, you know, Madison has that that position he's got is completely solidified. He will be playing there. He's got God knows how many set pieces that he's going to be taking as well. Yeah, but he does not have that goal threat, and obviously he's not. I mean, he's he's obviously scored some goals this season, but he's not going to be that consistent goal threat like a Son playing up front, and he's obviously not on penalties as well. I mean. From game week eight onwards, do we just pick both of them, do you think? I think if we see the attack in football continue, and if we, I mean, look at the team data for attack at the moment. I mean, Spurs are rated fifth overall, 1.84 XG on penalty per 90 so far mm. this season. Same as City. Um, Chelsea above them, 1.91. Brighton, 2.05. And then Brentford, 
according to the late, you know, the, the data we've got so far, generated the most XG per 90. Don't think that will continue. And I think we'll see City and Spurs perhaps end up being the front runners here, I would say. Mm. Um, Brighton under Deserbi always attacking. Chelsea, I would expect to drop off a bit. So Brighton, City, Spurs are, are looking like the three teams to back in attack, I would say. I don't know if that's going to waver. I, I would back Spurs to stay there and, and yeah. be one of the top three attacking sides this year. No, I do agree. I I suppose, it, is this, are, are we looking at this wrong and just thinking this is a gift that Son is potentially, even if he plays 50% of games up front, we've yeah. already seen what he can do from the left. Mm. If he's also a player up front and he's also on penalties as well, are we just overthinking it? Like, like we were saying about Mbumo not that long ago, just overthinking it a little bit too much and thinking actually he's just going to be a great asset and it's whether you get double, whether you get him and Madison yeah. on the wild card for a team that, like you said, could be a top three attacking team this season and the fixtures after game week eight are, are beautiful for quite a while. Yeah, it's quite surprising. Two teams that really leap out from this data for me is Liverpool in 10th, 1.73 1. and an Arsenal 12th, 1.69. Yeah. Neither of those two at the moment, you would say, have clicked into gear. You'd expect them to be in the top 10, maybe even top five. But it hasn't happened yet. Um, we're seeing signs in Liverpool with Darwin, obviously, giving them a new dimension. Um, but they haven't... I mean, it's interesting. People saying, oh, Salah's going to stay and, and this could be a really positive... Well, it is a positive move, but it could be the start of, you know, Klopp version two for Liverpool mm-hmm. with, the, with the five attackers that they've got. So I, I do see them improving as an attacking team. And you've got yeah. to expect Arsenal to do the same. Um, mm, strange. Do you? Well. Because Liverpool, I completely agree. Mm. Liverpool had a tough start. And also they didn't even finish their buying when the season started. So their team wasn't really complete by then. Mm. Arsenal were kind of finished with their their, their transfer targets. And they, they had an all right start as well. You know, yeah, a lot of us all had triple ups. And, yeah, if you look yeah. at the easier fixtures. Their new system. I did. I the impression I get from Arteta at the moment is he's just trying to be too clever. He's he, didn't he <laughs> he's didn't like, he have forty three different formations in one game or something? He said, wasn't it? Yeah, he went through different formations in the game. I, I don't know. He, he's kind of almost harming his own success, if that makes sense. So I would be more worried about Arsenal than I am Liverpool. Not that I'm ever thinking about me losing someone like Saka, but. I don't know. I think Liverpool are one of those teams I'm expecting a bit of an uptick, whereas Arsenal, I'm yeah. not so sure. Yeah. Fixtures turn as well. One of the reasons why we're talking about Wildcards Game Week 8 is Liverpool, one of the teams that really have a good run from Game Week 8 and 9 onwards. They have, have a really solid attacking run. And if you, if Salah goes on returning every game, and if there's going to be a period of the season where you move to back Salah, it will be with the wildcard, I expect. Mm. I probably am going to hold him through that. And... Um, and, you know, just, just see if I can get the advantage by holding him. It's going to be difficult because if, if I don't move Rashford to Son, Salah to Son is the only way I can get him, really. And obviously I can get him in one transfer if I do that. I can't do that by moving Rashford. So it's going to test my resolve whether I can hold Salah. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to try to because I do think, like you, I think they will improve and Salah will go from returning every game to, to maybe getting a haul every now and then, which is what we expect. We expect, we expect some double figures. We haven't seen it yet. And it could come at Wolves. Um, but yeah. I think this Saudi thing has kind of just put a cloud of doubt over him um, for these mm. first four games. But I'm, I'm glad to hear you think that that's not a thing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, let's talk about double game week because we got one. <laughs> I mean, yes. I wasn't expecting it so early. Obviously, we knew this one was going to be postponed because of Luton's ground. But I wasn't... Were you expecting a drop in game week seven? No, I was expecting it a bit later, to be honest. Mm. I was expecting it to be quite a little bit down the way. So um, yeah, for it to be in game week seven, I was quite surprised. I, I do love the fact it's in game week seven because yeah. for all those that are eyeing up that game week eight wildcard before the international break, it into it's it, lovely. Right? Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. So I was literally, we did a members video with uh, David tonight. So oh, I did, did that at eight o'clock with David and um, we were talking about it there and I was saying that I, I'm going to go for it. I, I'm not going to go for it as in like six players, but <laughs> I'm, I, I think, I, I think Morris captain is, 
high up there for me. I think those two fixtures are nice. Everton away, Burnley at home, fine. Um, and then next week you can just sell him on a wild card. I, well, I think what's intriguing as well, fun. you've got, you know, if you want to, you could move this week or you could move next week for Morris, but yeah, Fulham away yeah. and Wolves at home. And and you're right, Everton, Burnley, you've got to back him in that. So I, I mean, I, I know there's a, there's been a lot of kind of like tongue in cheek references made to content creators and, and double game weeks and so on. But I think <laughs> there's no way I'm not having Morris for that double game week. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's, David made a really good point on the members stream earlier saying, you know, people mentioned Dennis, people mentioned Weghorst, people mentioned Josh King. But yeah. what happened there has no impact on what is about to happen in game week seven. He could still blank, but that's not because they blanked years ago. So I think it's just whether you captain him, isn't it? Like if you go for it, but then do you captain him as well? But Harlan doesn't have a great fixture that week. Salah doesn't have a great fixture that week. I haven't looked at that actually. So Harlan's got West Ham away and Salah's got Spurs away. Well, Harlan, Harlan's got Wolves away. Uh, Wolves away, sorry. That's good enough for me. <laughs> so, is it? But yeah, I found oh. it. I think Wolves away is a good enough fixture to captain him in. But it, <laughs> it's tempting. It, it definitely is. You're not, if you're going to go Son, you're not going to captain him in this game week. Yeah, they've got Liverpool at home, which could work yeah. out, but I don't see it. And you're right, Salah's not got that fixture because they're playing Spurs, right? Um, but I don't... It could be a split, couldn't it? I don't see many Morris captainers, to be honest. I just don't see it. Um Mm. You, the only thing is thinking that the only thing is and I've been thinking this is who do you put Morris in for because I've obviously got Nicholas Jackson do mm. I downgrade Nicholas Jackson to him <laughs> I can't get him as a third striker because I can't get rid of any of my midfielders so that's the biggest thing with him and I think yeah. it would end up being Jackson going which can I do that unless you know you downgrade Harden but uh, <laughs> but I, I, that's the tough thing, I think, because I don't, I'm not going to want to get rid of any of my midfielders. Right. Okay, well, we'll look at that in a minute. I'm going to challenge you on yeah. I mean, like, okay. I've, I've, got, I've got Alvarez and I don't really want to get rid of him for the Wolves away game either. So I mm. would have to be looking at my third midfielder, uh, my third striker. If I'm going to do that, I would have to downgrade a midfielder like you. Um, and I think I would, I would downgrade... Uh, Rashford game week 7 they're at home to Palace I don't think that's an easy game at all Palace have got a very good record at Old Trafford Hodgson's got a good record there they tend to cause them a few problems there I don't think that's a game that I'd be worried about losing Rashford for so I'm looking at it thinking I'm quite happy to go to dead especially if I'm wildcard in 8 anyway or or 9 I think I will lose Rashford in order to get the money to upgrade my third striker to to Morris, it's only a million, isn't it? As well, so I could get Madison in for Rashford and then upgrade Morris. I mean, Madison at home to Liverpool. Maybe I would. Maybe I'd gamble and go for someone just short term as I'm dead ending. But I wouldn't mind. You see, you're going to hold two United midfielders into the Palace game. Rather that's than... the plan. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, out of context, that statement you just said. I'm more than happy to downgrade Rashford so I can get to Morris. Is <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. And like, like I said, that, that's what's, what's amazing. Like, yeah, exactly. I've but got to I, get I mean, at all costs. Yes. I'm, I mean, I mean that, that is a good point though, is what you're mm-hmm. saying is that, you know, why are you, it, for me, I, I, yes, I will most likely be holding those two United lads up till game week seven. Because if I'm saying that I'm going to hold those United lads and then I get rid of them for Crystal Palace at home, like, because I think they could do okay in that one. But yeah, someone just said it there, did they? Yeah, yeah. In the sure. chat. Yeah, bless them. <laughs> um, and that is the thing. You know, Morris could get four points. The difference is, I guess, is, you know, penalties does make a massive difference. And he's playing two teams that yeah. concede an awful lot of chances. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm only getting rid of Rashford for one game. And I'm not, I am getting a replacement for Rashford as well. So <laughs> it's not like I, you know, Rashford to Madison isn't, you know, Madison owned to Liverpool or Rashford owned to Palace. I don't think there's bigger that big a gap between them because oh. I don't think Palace are a very easy team to play. Yeah. Whereas Liverpool are no great shakes in defence. So arguably Madison owned Liverpool's not much worse than Rashford at home to Palace. So is it a sacrifice in order to get Morris? I don't think that's that big. Yeah. I you know, I you know, we'll see when we get there, but I think this is the planning you've got to do there. You've got to look at it and think, okay, because no one's wild carding for the double game week, right? No one's doing anything yeah. silly like that. 
no one's free hitting for it, right? So it's all about <laughs> it's all about free transfers, isn't it? So you've got to look at it now and go, I haven't got two frees this week. So I've got to generate two frees at some point in order to put myself in a position to exploit that double game week. Yeah. Are you thinking Morris and one other? Uh, in terms of the double game week players, mm-hmm. I, I because it's wildcard the next week, if I were to go anywhere else, you could go for like a Cabore or something like that, I guess. But it's it's whether they're... Because Giles has been mentioned quite a bit. I was going to say, can I tempt you to a Waffer Finn Giles? No? But I I was talking... I know Flapjack was talking to Bricky and saying that they're not 100% sure Giles will definitely play both of those games. Mm. And obviously the worst thing is to play a Luton defender and they don't end up playing both games. Mm. So... Yeah, I, I because it's the wild card the next week, it, it would be tempting. I wouldn't do it for a hit because I don't have that much confidence in them. But if you were going in with two free transfers or you could free up funds to upgrade an archer and then get back for game week eight, whatever it is, I, I don't think that's an awful move to go for it. But it's just who you're benching. That's the problem, isn't it? And it's all kind of team dependent on who you would not be playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's too early to me. We, we, we're four games in. And anything yeah. we say now is is it comes with huge caveats. Um, yeah, because every it feels like every game week we're getting quite significant new information about players that we would want or players we wouldn't. Mm. Um, and I think that um, you know sitting here now and saying what we're going to do in game week seven, you know, it's, it's very speculative. But it's important that you plan your transfers in terms of holding back transfers. I think. I think it's. I think you're going to want to have two transfers going into seven to give yourself the flexibility to move for two players if you want. Because the goalkeeper's the other one. I was going to ask you about this. We've both got Pickford, right? Would you be, if you're going to wildcard in eight, would you be against going Kaminsky or Trafford for a double game week? Yeah, I'm just looking to see who Forrest have got. Oh, Forrest have got Brentford at home because uh, I've got Turner as well. Yeah, yeah. Just very quickly as well, Turner, do you think he's going to lose his place pretty quick? I was practicing the pronunciation of the of the Greek keeper, but I've now fluffed it, so I'm not going to try and take it on. But I think that Turner will lose his role eventually. I don't yeah. think it's going to be immediately. I think I don't know what the trigger will be really, um, because I don't necessarily think he's got a howler in him. Yeah. My my feelings on Turner is, and not all the Forest fans feel this. I think he's a bit hesitant on crosses. I don't think he's giving our defence the confidence perhaps that we had with Henderson into when the yeah. crosses come in. So I have a feeling that eventually something will happen that will highlight that and that will probably be the trigger for him to lose his place. So I think he's yeah. almost on a tightrope um, because there's no doubt that the new signing is and a very experienced Champions League goalkeeper, Greek number one. It's going to yeah. happen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's it's weird. We, we were looking at keepers on the member stream and saying that there's only a handful of keepers you can even really touch at the moment, which is really strange. Like there's so many that have got, you know, a backup keeper that's ready to come in. Yeah. Hey, Alec. Um, and, it, and it's really hard to try and pick a keeper. And I think, like you just said, like Forrest rotated so well with, with Pickford at the beginning of the season. Everton have obviously been awful. Turner looks like he might lose his spot. So even when you want him, he's not going to be there. And yeah, it's... um. It's a, it's a tricky look at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look at Pickford at the bottom there for, for minutes, but points per 90, 1.3. It, <laughs> it couldn't have gone worse, could it? It's just... 20, uh, 22nd of those 20 teams. Brilliant. And only averaging three saves per 90. That's not particularly strong either. No. So there's been no redeeming feature from Pickford at all. Um, you could say he's been unfortunate because he has made, he obviously made some fantastic saves at Bramall Lane and... The two games at home he's conceded, he's conceded late on. So maybe there's a bit of bad luck in it, but the way it's turned is, is just... I mean, there hasn't... You know, I, you look at the keepers that have done well, Vicaro and uh, Ariola, Leno, we weren't going to have those as first choice. I mean, people did go Ariola as their second choice and then ended up yeah. ended up playing him. But I, I don't think a hand on heart they thought they were, would end up being him being their top choice keeper. But as it stands now, you've got to think, Wildcarders, we'll, we'll, we'll go Ariola, won't we, as one of our yeah. keepers? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And to be honest, it's whether you go Ariola and then 
go for a Turner still, but I, I, I don't think many people would do that now because of the uncertainty. So you go Ariola and send someone that potentially rotates well with him in the really tricky fixtures he's got. Um, and I think Leno does a little bit. Mm. Um, so whether you go for those two and then, you know, you just go and cheat. Ariola, when we were looking at a lot of the stats in that earlier, does come out very well in an awful lot of the stats. Um, and I, I like him, I think for 4.1 million for a team that, it's going to be conceding quite a few chances, but won't score an awful lot of goals. I think looks looks good. Looks yeah, like a really good choice. It's only one or two keepers of a pen save in a moment. So that is boosting his yeah. points per 90. But as the data shows here, saves per 90 are decent. Um, BPS, he's not in the top 10 for BPS. So he's not, he's not super strong in the other metrics. And um, so maybe the pen save is warping things a bit. No doubt about Leno though. He was a top performer last season. I think yeah. he was top for expected goals prevented last season. And he's, second only to Fodderingham at the moment. Um, he's had an outstanding start. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. That's the pairing that a lot of people are looking at with their wild card from game yeah. onwards and probably where I'll go as well. I think I think Flecken should still be in the conversation as well. I think they're a good team, well-organised team. They will keep clean sheets this season and he's done well as well. You know, he's picked up, uh, he's picked up a bonus point as well, which is always good to see. So I think he should always be in the conversation. But if I were wildcarding, in, a, in eight, which I'm looking at doing, I think it's Ariola. The only thing I will say is that obviously I wouldn't be going, I wouldn't be moving Pickford to Ariola now because Ariola has two really tough fixtures coming up next, I think, doesn't he? Is it Liverpool in? He, he does, yeah. So. Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. And then he comes yeah. out of that. So I think, yeah, I think when you're looking at him in the wildcard, I mean, no one likes to make, when, when you know you've got your wildcard coming in three or four game weeks, you don't want to make a goalkeeper transfer, do you? Yeah, exactly. Um, the only scenario where you might is maybe moving your keeper out to Kaminsky or Trafford for the double game. Yeah. It probably would be Kaminsky with the two games that they've got. Um, yeah. So that's that's a viable option. I, I think I will too. I think I will look at another one uh, as well as Morris. I'll, I'll want that option, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll have to see what we go into into that week with. Um, we've been going a while. We haven't answered any questions, but hopefully we've hit some of the topics that people are, are asking about now. So we, I'll have a quick look to see what we've got in there. See if there's any... Answer your questions now. Uh, fast some questions in and we'll, we'll do our best to answer anything if we haven't covered what you what you uh, what you wanted to know um, let's go with Lennox who's, who's raised the Forest player Aaron E is really interested in the next five um, has he gone on international duty he has gone on international duty um, but he is interesting because Forest fixtures really do turn from game week seven onwards people said to me I mean James from Planet FL said you've got Aaron E right and I was like no I haven't and um, <laughs> there was some data on um on 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 X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it these days. Do you call it X yet? I don't. No. Um, no. Where it listed um, the top performers uh, for average points per game since game week 35, and Aaron E was second, and with an ownership of about 6%. Cool. Um, he's returned in his last nine games, um, and yet only a 6% ownership. But when Forest fixtures turn, we've got to look at him. Is he someone you'd be considering on the wild card? Oh, I was just looking there because obviously his fixtures are quite nice. You've got Crystal Palace away and then Luton at home in game week eight and nine. Mm. I, I I just haven't. The biggest thing is, is that I, I'm only looking at potentially two strikers because Arch is going to be that third striker because that's just wow. absolutely perfect having him. And those five midfielders, I know I've already mentioned, I find it really hard not to go with five midfielders. So it's, there's only one spot. You know, it's, it's Archer Harlan and who's going to yeah. be my kind of mid-price striker. And it's, and it's whether I go with him. You could start with him and then move him to somebody else after that. Um, there is the, the possibility, and I know me and Flapjack have spoken about this an awful lot on Scoutcast as well. You could potentially go 4-5-1 on the wild card because you've got Liverpool, Newcastle, who fixtures turn. And obviously you could own a Trippier, a Botman, a Trent. And all of a sudden you've got those those four at the back. So then you're only looking at one position, which is Haaland and Archer on the bench. And do you really want to be spending that extra money on, yeah. on Aaron E? So it's, uh, I would, I'd struggle to see where I would fit him into my system, if that makes sense. But he is a player that is being slept on massively. You, you just said he's returned in his last nine games. I've never even thought about owning him. No, it's crazy, isn't it? But you're absolutely right. It's the way that our teams are structured. And the fact that we can't have anything other than five midfielders, yeah. which narrows it down. And then you've got Archer, who's a gift at 4-5. So why do you even, you know, you're right, a 4-5-1 is feasible when you've got Archer as a bench player. 
Yeah. Um, and although people say, well, there aren't many strikers that are worth it, we have got a few. You know, Watkins obviously will have a good run. Mm-hmm. Alvarez, I think, is a great punch. Jackson, people have got who, who who's tipped to come good. Isak with those fixtures as well. Isak as well, yeah. So even with Amonis form, he struggles to get in there. And, and yeah, poor old Forrest. We've got Gibbs White as well, who also in a good run. You would yeah. normally, under circumstances, consider him, but you're not going to because of the wealth of midfield options. So, Forest aren't going to get in my team, I don't think, even with. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see. But um, one question here: um, if you're wild card in this week, which differential pump would you go for? Um, one thing I would say is like you, you, you often take the pump the week before your wild card because you can, mm. right? You, it's, it's almost like a form of dead ending because you know, like, well, I can go for a wild, crazy pick now because next week I'm going to wild card and get rid. I haven't often done a crazy pump with the wild card because you're kind of, it's more long-term, mid-term planning, isn't it? Mm. Um, if I was looking at any player this week, what kind of crazy pump would I take? Well, what fixture would I back, first of all? Let's go, let's go versus, you know, looking at Radar's graphic again. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Tottenham. Chelsea, I guess, if you don't have a Chelsea player and if you haven't got Sterling, he could be worth looking at. Crazy punts, though. I mean, I guess Ganacho maybe, if you're backing him to start. Yeah, maybe. Brighton? I mean, how crazy do you want to go? Do you want to go down to like a Darwin against Wolves maybe? I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's the one I was going to say. I, I do like the idea of Darwin. I feel like he's going to get the next game and, yeah. uh, and he's always up there for his chances, you know, for his chances like we, we mentioned before. I would also say, although it's going to get more popular in the next couple of weeks, I think going Morris early is quite nice. Like you've mentioned before, I think mm-hmm. going for someone like Morris now, yeah, I think that could be absolutely fine. And I think if you own a Pedro, going to Morris makes an awful lot of sense. And, you know, I, I think that could be a move you do on a wild card now. Um, yeah, I, I think Darwin would be the one for me. I think that would be quite fun. Um, you know, Wolves away, West Ham at home, be quite nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's funny. We didn't mention Darwin in that previous conversation about forwards. Um, if I do sell Salah, and and if, if you know, I presume if you don't go Salah in the wild card, would you consider? I guess you wouldn't if you're going to go four five one. But if you were going to yeah. look at playing strikers and and going three five two, would you consider Darwin? If yeah, I think I would. Getting runs, yeah. I think I consider him. I, I've been waiting and, you know, Seb's maybe converted me on Scoutcast as well. He loves Darwin, but yeah. I, I, I'm waiting for him to, to lock down a position. I feel like he will, he's that player that everybody's going to want to own when he locks down a position because it's all there. But, you know, we're seeing it with Nicholas Jackson at the moment as well, where he's getting all the chances, but not converting them. But yeah, it's, um, I think he's definitely going to be up there if I, if I do go for that second striker. And like you said as well, there's a lot of players that are at that mid-price bracket that you might want to have a player up there that's a bit of a placeholder when you want to move to a Watkins or an Isak or whoever it is. So it's not a wor- it's not the worst idea in the world, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he ever will. Though. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever yeah. feel that Darwin's got that spot nailed down. It's too many of them in there yeah. as well. Yeah, because Jota and Gakpo are good players who provide different kinds of functions and. I think Klopp will always feel like he wants to change it up depending on the opponent. Yeah. And, you know, Jota and Gapo, their pressing is stronger than Darwin's, there's no doubt. So if he need if he needs that from his central attacker, he'll change it up. So I, I don't know if we'll ever have that security. I think you've either got to bite the bullet and take that risk and, and accept that you're not gonna you're not gonna get every game yeah. and, and take take the glory you get from Darwin in the games he does start. Or, no, or not do it at all. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just don't see it. The, the only other differential I'd probably go for if I was mm. wildcarding now is to get on double Newcastle defence early. I'd yeah. be tempted to do something like that because everybody thinks that Newcastle are all rubbish when they've had the worst start you could possibly have and the uptick's coming and their fixtures are lovely. And if you can get on them early now, mm. I think that would be a good shout personally. What are they sixth on team data defence and you think their fixtures they've had? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their fixtures are um, second, well, third, third or fourth most difficult um, yeah. behind Fulham and Wolves. So they've had a really difficult start to season, and yet they're they're sixth here, one point two four xG conceded non for ninety. Yeah. Um, do you are you in the camp that you would go as far as going Trippier, or would you just stop at Botman? Are you going Botman deep or Trippier deep on your new? <laughs> oh no, I go Trippier. 
Would you? Definitely. You would. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are just, for me, there are just some players that are worth that extra money. And I think, yes, he might have lost a little bit of the set pieces, but I think in terms of attacking wise, you know, especially with those fixtures getting a bit better, I, th- I think I would go Trippier. But I would want two, I think, for that fixture. I think I would have like a Botman who could sit on my bench for some times if I wanted to. And then I'd bring him in so I had that double defence. Yeah, he's disappointing here. XGI on penalty per 90, looking at defenders, he's 34th. Um, 0.15 yeah. only, but he is generating 2.5 chances per game. It just, um, yeah, they're not, they've not been high quality chances at the moment. So he's not, he's not where I expect him to be because last season he was in the top 10 for this all season, mm-hmm. but it is early days and they have had difficult fixtures. And the fixtures. Yeah, exactly. And I think the fixtures have to be taken into account. The, the only difference is that obviously Europe's going to make a massive thing and it, and he is, I've seen so many debates on Twitter where it's like, yeah, he's old. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Do you think there's a danger of rotation? I think there is, but I mean, I think it's been overplayed massively. Like last season, he pretty much played every single game, didn't he? And this season, obviously people are worried because he's got some competition now, but you know, Livermento was out for an awfully long time and he's still a young lad as well. And Trippier is, very, very important to that team. So I, I'd be very surprised if he was, you know... Also, they've had a bad start to the season. They need to pick up these points in these fixtures. So who are you going to play? You're going to play your best one you've got, aren't you? So I think Trippier's fine, personally. And all of us have so many lovely options in defence anyway. If he doesn't play, I'm sure you've got other players that are going to come in for him. So, yeah, I I, I think if you can, you you stretch to him, personally. That that's a, Is this a preview of your wildcard, then? Is that where you are? Is that no? Is that, <laughs> no, is that is that yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. 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 I'd be very surprised if he isn't in it. All right. Um let's look at our teams to close on. Um I know it's early, but you know, it's quite nice to have a look. Um let's have a look at your team first. Um so for the podcast, you want to read through it there, Andy? Yeah, so I've got uh Turner and Goal, uh then Chilwell and Colwell, Saliba, Mbumo, Rashford, Foden, because I went Foden last week instead of Madison in the end, Saka and Bruno Fernandes, and then Jackson and Haaland, captain up front. Uh, Stupin and Shaw, still got Shaw, and Osula uh, on the bench with Pickford on the bench as well. So, yeah, I went with Foden instead of Madison because we got a, a kind of a leak that Foden was going to be playing. And I thought that Foden was going to score more in the next four weeks than Madison because I'm still planning on wildcard in game week eight. So I went with Foden. It looked okay after 45 minutes and obviously Madison scored in the second half. But mm. to be honest, I, I get why I made the move. And I, Madison, I wanted long-term, but if I was wildcarding, I could just get him then anyway. So, And obviously Son's emerged now. So maybe that was a good decision so I could now get Son instead of having Madison. I don't know. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy overall with the team. I'm, triple Chelsea really hurt me last week. Having Chilwell, Colwell and Jackson who all did absolutely nothing really hurt me. Um but I'm, I'm happy with the majority of it. I think by the time I get to game week eight, I think I'll, I'll, I'll want a wild card, to be perfectly honest. So a few questions for you. No. Oh, oh, go <laughs> on then. So have you got one free transfer or two? One. Zero in the bank. Is Shaw staying another week then? Are you taking... Oh, not zero in the bank. 0.5, sorry. Uh, so you, 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 what's your plan transfer at the moment? <laughs> well, it's either Shaw to a doggy or... Uh, it's moving one of those mids to Son. Oh, so you haven't ruled it out. Or Madison. I think if I'm if I'm looking at it in just the next three weeks, who's going to be more explosive out of Son and Madison? I think I have to go Son, personally. If we're if we're thinking Son's going to continue being what we think he's going to be. I'm glad I didn't move early because I'm not I'm not really that fussed about moving early with that kind of thing. And I've got money in the bank, so it's fine. But it's I would quite I think I quite happily bench Saliba for someone like Udogi and play him in that fixture. And I've already eaten up so much price drops for sure that I feel like he's got to move soon. But I'm also, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world if I'm losing money on him because it's everybody else that I'm getting the, the points from, if I'm honest. So defenders haven't been amazing this season. It's been all about the mids and the yeah, strikers. Oh, and, yeah, no doubt, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, expect, I expect more from a doggy than I do from Saliba this week. So if I don't get Son, I think that would be my move. Can you go Bruno to Son in one move? Shall I have a look? I don't, I don't think, think I can. No. Um, can, I don't even think that's worth thinking about. I think you just do it. Oh, no, you know, I, I do. I, I do. I, I, I'm not... I, 
Two things here. You said it earlier. I don't think I'd want two United attackers. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd be worried about having no United attack given the fixture run. But I've got concerns about United in general um, yeah. in terms of the spirit in the camp. And last year, 58 goals wasn't great anyway. I don't think, I don't think when I'm comparing the United attack to the Spurs attack that I would back United to score more goals. So mm-hmm. Bruno has been drifting in and out of deeper positions. Um, and you know, not, the output hasn't been consistent, shall we say? Or, or maybe he's, he's threatened output hasn't been consistent. I think if you got Rashford, you could afford to lose Bruno. So, I would, I would so do it if you can do it for free, but yeah. I've I've got point one in the bank, uh, and I cannot even do Rashford to Son for right. free, right? Because okay. Son went up and Rashford went down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruno is on pens, John William. You're absolutely right, and pens have been very important so far. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, you're not going to lose sleep about about not making that move. I don't think, um, yeah. but it it would have tempted me uh, definitely if I could have done that. So you, yeah. Been, and I, yeah, I've got no interest in doing it for a hit, personally. No, no I think that's right. So I think sure to a dog is probably going to be the move that I'll end up doing. Yeah, um, because then I don't keep losing money on sure. Um, but then you know it's the same again. Do I play a doggy in the next two game weeks? No, but yeah, I think that's the move. My other question. Cool. <laughs> Love tell, me, it. tell me about Nicholas Jackson. Tell me what you're thinking. Well. Because John Cahill said here, look, Jackson to a Alan, you know you want to. I don't where, want to. Where do you stand on Jackson? Uh, I'm happy to keep him and hope that he, he repays me with the XG that he's putting up every week. <laughs> yes. But he'll be, but he'll be going on he'll be going on wildcard. 0.87 XGI on penalty per 90. So the data backs him up. Uh, shots yeah. per 90, 3.8. Shots in the box, 3.6. So most of those shots in the box. Big chances per 90, almost two per 90. But it's his conversion rate. Look at that, 6.7. Yeah. Very poor. It's killer, yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. So you're happy to take it, are you? I mean, you, I mean, Bournemouth away, you're going to carry him for that, aren't you? So, I mean... Uh, is, it, is it close? Are you, are you wavering on him? No, I'm not actually. No, I'm not. I, it, because I think I've got Shaw there and there's 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 other players like Son comes up and people like that. I, because I can't, I don't want to be taking hits for these players that are playing and are putting up good underlying stats. I don't feel like there's a move where Jackson goes down. Like I'm not going to move him down to a Morris to then get Son for a hit or anything like that. The only thing I will say is I feel like we've been so unlucky as Jackson owners. <laughs> and and I do actually think, and I people are going to hate this and I don't care, I do feel like Alvarez owners have been quite lucky so far. Oh, did you watch the Sheffield United game? How many chances? I think I think you've been quite lucky so far. Some of those assists he's got. I mean, he hasn't oh, known about Alvarez. Missed the penalty, his first ever penalty miss in Premier League football <laughs> as a result of an Alvarez assist. So I lost an assist there. On How a scale. How was that? On a scale, right? I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> oh, Jackson right. owners have Come been tell me what unluckier. You- than Alvarez. No, 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 hang on. You lot have been luckier than we've been unlucky, I think. Right. (laughs) I think, I don't know. I mean, time will tell whether it's been luck against Jackson or whether he's just not ready. And and he's not, yeah, Yeah. I mean, mean, his record, his record in, in his, with his previous team suggests he is a goal scorer. So you've got to think that he's not taking the chances you may be snatching at them or something. Chat's going mad here. Chat's going, (laughs) going crazy in there. Jackson is, isn't unlucky, he's just clumsy. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that. I do. I, 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 okay, riddle me this, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to go on this show, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I think it was Swat, a friend of the show, mentioned on Twitter that he said, how far away is Jackson from being dropped? And I was yeah. like, you know what? I think it's possible. And then everyone, everyone was like, no chance, no chance. And I don't think Broger's a threat. I think the threat could be he would just play Sterling and then play uh, another winger because he's got he's obviously got Palmer he can play out on the right and in, and um, Manjuki is it the uh, other winger that they've got who plays out Madureki, yeah Madureki, yeah um, so that could happen I think I don't yeah. think it's yet but how many games away do you think before he does what Angela's done with Rashad and just, let's get him out the firing out a bit let's just that's yeah 
that and that's yeah. my worry mm. I, my worry is that it's not because we're strikers like I was saying this on Scoutcast a couple of weeks ago you don't mind if strikers are getting the chances and he's getting the chances it's when they go completely <laughs> quiet you've got to worry yeah but it's right <laughs> but it's uh, yeah <laughs> but it's um I do wonder whether he's going to get him out of the firing line a little bit that's the only thing but it's it's like you said. Does he does he really do that? And then just play Sterling as like what like a false nine? Harry's saying know. Harry's saying he's going to eat his hat live on stream if he plays Sterling striker anytime soon. What should we yeah. say? What, three game weeks, Harry. If you play striker, central striker in any of the next three, you'll eat your hat live on stream. I I I'd, I'd hold you to that. So let me know <laughs> that. I I think there's every chance that so like Sterling has played there in the last twenty minutes in games yeah. when Jackson's gone off. He played there against Forest when Jackson went off. Um, he uh, has come out and said he wants to be Chelsea's top scorer. Uh, and he would have said that to Pochettino. And Pochettino also said that he wants to give players a platform where they can do what they do best. And if Sterling's gone to Pochettino and gone, I want to be top- Chelsea's top scorer, and then Pochettino says, I want to give the players a platform to do what they do best, why is it too far a stretch to go? He could play Sterling down the middle. He could, I think. I so, think do you so. not think Jackson's asking for, to score goals as well? Oh, of course, of course. But <laughs> let's, let's look at the XG date. Look at his conversion. Yeah. How, how often can that go on? And, and I think, you know, Chelsea aren't very patient, are they? The Chelsea support want Pochettino yeah, out, let alone Jackson drop, dropped. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it's an interesting scenario. And um, I look forward to Harry eating his hat in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I should apologise to the chat as well, but it, you know, got, got you all chatting anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, yeah, Bro, yeah. Bro is a bigger threat than Sterling. He probably is when fit, but he's not there yet, is he? That's the thing. So um, yeah. I think he's some weeks away, maybe after the next break, because he had a long-term injury. Uh, let's bring up my team uh, for the podcast. I'm playing at the moment Turner, Gusto, Cash, Chilwell, Rashford, Sterling, Diaby, Saka, Salah, Alvarez, Haaland, Captain, and I've got Stupin and Bulldog and Mumbama on the bench, Pickford on the bench as well. I think I'm going to roll. I think, I don't think there's anything glaring here that I need to change. I don't think Reece James is going to come back game week five mm-hmm. against Bournemouth. So I think Gusto plays. Um, it might be an issue after that. I'll have to track it. I, but I, I don't think Reese is going to go straight in against Bournemouth. I think they'll bring him back in a home game, not, not, a, uh, not an away game. So I think I'm all right there. Uh, I like having cash as a differential um, and Diaby as a differential. Palace is not an easy fixture, but I would, I'd expect to get maybe something from one of those two. So I'm all right. The question is, yeah, I don't know what to expect from that team. I think Alvarez and Haaland have obviously worked out for me last time out and could do again, but West Ham's not easy. I don't think it's going to be a big week for me, but yeah. I think it's okay. Um, do I play a Stupinan? I don't think I do. I think that's the right team at the moment. You would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I think I would. I mean, it's interesting because obviously you've got Gusto who's got the um, attacking upside, whereas I've got Colwell. So I have thought about, do I play a Stupinan instead mm. of Colwell? Because, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of expecting Bournemouth to score. You know, they, they've looked okay attacking. Yeah. Like Solanke's obviously still there as well. I, I, I don't know. I, I think if I had Gusto, I'd definitely play him over a Stupinan, I think. Uh, BB Defender Ross, um, if you get wind Alvarez's bench, would you would you do Alvarez to Morris? He's asking that because Alvarez is up a mountain, isn't he, in Bolivia for yeah. a game on Tuesday night our time at nine o'clock. So he's got three days to travel back from a high altitude game. Um, I think he'll play. Yeah. I think he'll play. I'd be surprised if he didn't. He's too important to them, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's played every game and he's played every game and he's played 90 minutes in every game, I think. So... Yeah, I think he's Pep's favourite at the moment. Don't know what he's done think, to do that, but he is. I think, isn't he second in terms of minutes played this season amongst attackers or something? Is he really? Yeah. I think he has, but I'm going to go back to the forwards data here. It should have minutes on it, I think. Uh, but, but, but where is Alvarez? He's on there somewhere. Yeah, 359 minutes he's played. Yeah. Mm. So amongst forwards, he has played the most minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, I think, yeah, there could be, there could be some doubts. With the with the journey he's doing, but there, a lot of city are travelling, of course. Yeah, yes, he has got that, and it's quite an extraordinary venue to be playing in. But we'll see. I don't think I'd move to Morris. I I think if I want to bring Morris in, it's going to be for Mubama. Um, but we'll see. Um, there's a couple of game weeks to go. So yeah, do I do Salah captain? That's the question. 
I think. Well, do you get any Spurs players in as well? That was the other one, wasn't it? No, I can't. I can't do it without a hit. And I think when it's ah, sorry, yeah. I can't do it. I think what I'll do, I'll roll and then have a look at it next week and then yeah. see whether I've got the balls to lose Rashford for uh, the Burnley game, which I don't think I will have. But, yeah, I just, I, I just don't know whether you would. We, we, is there any chance you get Son in next week? Probably not because of the fixture. Yeah. No. And then I, I just don't see it in the game week seven either because it's you'll be thinking about getting Morrison and yeah. players like that. I just yeah. don't. I think. It's a tough one. I think many of us, if we don't go now during this break for Son and get the rises, we're not going to do it until we wild card. Yeah. Yeah. We've accepted that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've priced myself out of it. So I could have done it three days ago, whatever. I didn't move in Rashford to Son, but I, I just didn't fancy doing it that early. But yeah, I think your team looks absolutely fine. I, th- I think that's a good role, personally. Sam Bryan says, if you don't do Salah captain this seat, when will you? Don't know. Good point. And I do fancy it. And actually, about two days ago, before the Saudi thing, I had it on him. And I might well move it back to him. So, because mm. um, I do think Haaland at West Ham's not an easy game for him. I think he yeah. could get a return. But then Salah's got a return in every one of his last 10. So I'd expect Salah to get something as well. And I think Wolves, Wolves are very open. They like to play it around. And I think the press will catch them out. And I think they'll win a lot of ball high up. And I think Salah will come out of that. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I may well do it. May well do it. Okay, um, we haven't mentioned that you got a red arrow and I got a green because I didn't want to dwell on that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, I saw that as well. I think this is we haven't done many streams together. No, no you know what? I think this where is you've been a top ahead of me. I think this is the first one. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it is. So I've done well. It's not nice. That. No, you know, it won't last. So don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I gave you a bit of stick last year as well. So you've done very well to keep it to yourself. Oh, it's all fine. Um, thank you. for <laughs> It's all fine. Because, yeah, you know, I know how quickly it can turn. So I remember as <laughs> when he was miles ahead of me and he would give me a bit of chip and then I nearly beat me by that. Even by that one point, which I'm still disputing. Yeah. Before we go, I just want to thank everyone in the chat and thank you to our recent members. Um, craziness. We're still, we're, we've got, you know, we've got about 13, 14 videos to do, me and Az. And Az is in New York, so we can't do them while he's there. So when he comes back, we've got, a, we're going to be doing nothing but recording videos when he gets back. Brilliant. So thank you to Ryan, Jazeda, Sashin, Todd. M. Darwell, Avi, and Lawrence Shan. Um, I think M. I'm sure I've got these in the wrong order. But anyway, these are what YouTube is telling me are the recent members, but I don't think that's necessarily true. If you're not listed there, we will give you full acknowledgement in next week's show when Azzy's back for New York. And hopefully by then as well, we've recorded some of the welcome videos for all our new members. Thank you for your support there. Thank you for everyone in chat that I'm showing there now. Um, Andy, uh, I'm doing a show with Az on Wednesday. And then have we got a Friday game next week or can we do Friday? No, I, no, I think it's uh, Saturday again. I think we've got Saturday games for quite a while now. We should now. do Friday night. So we will be back. Yeah, Saturday, Friday 12.30, Wolves, Liverpool. Brilliant. Friday at 9.30 or round about that for the late tackle. Um, me and Andy doing some laid back chat, answering some of your questions and just our final thoughts before the game week deadline kickoff. Um, I look forward to it. I'll see you next week, Andy. Thanks again. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for joining us. Good night from me. And it's a good night from me. Podcast Network.